You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day, guys. Welcome to Talking League. We are a weekly NRL fantasy podcast, except for round eight from last week. Apologies, we just had a lot going on in life, but we are back and we will be cranking out three this week. So. Great to be back, but we've actually got a bit of a special cast tonight because Andy's still, he's he's on the HIA, he's he's missing, but before I introduce the better burden, Corbs, how are you, mate? Just uh, still smarting after spanking me this week. Yeah, it was a good one. We didn't get the lead up into it. I mean, there was plenty of uh, talk background uh, behind the scenes, but yeah, the draft team uh, had a very good win over you and... Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad that we're going to where we can sort of let everyone know about that. It was finally my week. I've just been picking up, well, just picking on the bottom five, really. And I thought it was my week to actually show that I got some class. And Calls has put 100 on me, and he didn't even have parps. Yeah, but you, you've got a couple on your bench that, have, um, that are going all right. But yeah, AJ, that was a good sort of bounce back for him. Absolutely. And I think a couple more 50s. He's done two 50s in a row now, Corbs. He's looking yeah. all right. But the thing is, he might get taken away for Origin, man. That's the only problem. Yeah, I would like even yeah. I know we're gonna like Gutho's gonna be bought up a little bit, but he's the same. Like with Lomax going down, that's there's a few ifs with a few players. It's uh, yeah, interesting. Is there what? Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as I mentioned, Andy Burden is not with us, but we have recruited the older brother, the better looking brother, the funnier brother, and the guy that's undefeated in our draft league. So if you thought Josh's team was good, this guy's team's even better. Welcome to the podcast, Adam Burden. Good to be here, fellas. Yeah, you've you've definitely upgraded because yeah, um, Andy's a bit a bit of a sorry sight at the moment. He's fantasy over <laughs> place, so yeah, you've you've made the right choice to bring me in. So, <laughs> I'm happy to lend my experience here because uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a champ. <laughs> well, you're not really a champ. You've you've won. What oh, you've yeah, been to two yet. grand finals. So Adam's history in our very competitive. League, he's been to two grand finals, but unfortunately, like myself, we just can't get over the line like Mr. Corby over here. Yeah, so I think I beat you both, didn't I? Yeah, I think so. I think so. You embarrassed us, but <laughs> just haven't just haven't done the, done the right sacrifices yet. I'll get there. But he's got plenty to, to add tonight. But on tonight tonight's show, Sunday wrap studs and duds. Physio Phil is going to be joining us. Plenty of injuries to discuss. We'll also be having a look at our classic teams, which I've actually destroyed this week in our trade targets for the week. But, boys, let's rip in. Everyone's been waiting for this one. How good is this bloke? Corby, show Adam how it's done. Stud time. Who's your first? Uh, I, was, I was late to the um, the messenger, so I'm still happy with my picks, but there's a couple that you guys grabbed. But first one's going to be uh, Colin Matangi, uh, and I'd, he's sort of back-to-back pretty decent scores he's got a lot of good line breaks and i talked about last week that um with the no latrell Mm. uh the i was talking to you guys not on the pod uh no latrell that they're starting to hit that hotline and it's sort of hitting him instead of hitting out the back to where latrell used to be so yeah i don't know if it's only going to be until um latrell gets back but yeah he's playing really good footy and uh he's also the jewel which is a massive one. Um, I'm starting to see a real big uh, target for those types of players because mids suck at yeah. the moment. Corbs, it's going to be interesting with Souths. Reynolds out this week. Trell's out already, suspended. Cameron Murray's out and Campbell Graham's out. 
So it could be a good week to actually bring Colin Matungi in. If you've got him in draft as you do, this, he's going he's to go big because he is their target at the moment. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a nice um, a nice little few cheeky attacking stats. Uh, one tackle break, one line break, couple offloads. Yeah, and only the two missed tackles. So his defence, he was defending in the middle again. So that trend that we see the edge players come in and give a bit of relief. Um, but I don't know if that was just them also playing a bit of a uh, mix and merry-go-round with the injuries that they were copying. Yeah. All right. I'll come back to your second one. Now, Adam, to debut, and I know you'd love a Parramatta eel. Tell me about the first guy on your list. Mate, it's got to be Papa Lickie. <laughs> He's proven this week that even without a score and a try, he still hits that 80 points. The guy's a machine. Um, you know, didn't, didn't even play the full 80 as well because he was he, and he, and he covered in the middle for Brown. Got the try assist, you know, like you, you can't go past him. Like, I don't know. He's just he's just a machine this year, you know. Who who's Josh Papali? He's he's has been. There's a new Papali and you can't go past him. Have you noticed ever since they started calling Josh Papali Papali how bad he's playing now? Yeah, when when did when did that change? Because he was always Papali and then now they're both Papali. It was it was a I, I must have missed that. Were they getting it wrong all those years or well I'm pretty sure yeah, they spell it a, differently, don't they, Corpse? Yeah, I think there might be one less I, but yeah, there was there was about three or four of them this year that started um, at the end. Yeah, wanted their names to be changed to the correct pronunciation, but yeah, that was a different one. But oh. yeah, he's he's definitely second fiddle, Papaliti. Boy, sticking on Parramatta. It's apology time, King Gutho. How good is a bloke? I love him. He got me six. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about propping up my team this week. I scored 1,100 because of this bloke. And Gutho, after I've absolutely ripped him in the offseason, he was just brilliant. How good was he? Two tries, just line breaks, ta- 11 tackle breaks. But I've been sizing him up for a while, and he scored seven tries in eight games now. But I had a few messages. People always ask me what trades I'm doing during the week, and they go, I go, Gutho, and they go, they go he scores too many tries, but... In today's day and age, I think that's his role. And with Parramatta, the fact that they've got really creative halves, their edges are probably a little bit more mobile. And the biggest thing is the offloads they get through the middle of the ruck. I still think this is just what he meant to do. He scores tries, and it's what he's going to do every week. Yeah, look, if if you if you're a big forward and you're you know a halfback or a or a center, and you're making a line break. You, Gutho is the man you want on your team because you know he's going to be right next to you to get that pass and score the try. Yeah, I think the only thing we take from the game of rugby league has just changed so much. The only thing I'm taking from previous stats and years is whether they're lazy or not. Apart from that, I'm not taking anything into account because it's new rules, new structure, new style of play, and these wing fullbacks and halves that run, are there, there you go, man, in my regards. Corbs? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm just loving that you um, are bringing this to our attention and uh, Andy's not here to um, to absolutely give it to you because you were sort of, yeah, you were right against him and saying he had a flute year last year. But I also jumped on the Gutho bandwagon coming into this week <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he uh, he scored a nice 91 for my team as well. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on King Gutho. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is we haven't announced this to Andy yet, but this is like, you know when you're playing in RL and you lose your spot to the bloke that's playing reserve great and then he's just playing better than you? Already, I've already seen Adam playing better than Andy. I think he's in massive trouble. He might be 18th man for a few weeks. Yeah, he'll be relegated <laughs> to the bench soon. 
I think so. All right, let's keep going, Corbs. Who's your second guy? Oh, actually, you, you've gone just multiple. Well, yeah, I was. I wanted to pick one, but they all sort of play pretty well, and I liked this. There was the spine minus hooker. Uh, I don't think Simpkin, um, yeah, was great, but he didn't really sort of do too much. But the Dahui, Laurie, and Brooks were all gun today, and the biggest one, like Brooks, was. Um, yeah, I, I reckon that was his best game of the season. Yeah, I agree. But Laurie and um, Laurie and Dewey were starting to um, work together in the middle, and they looked dangerous. So, like Laurie only come here this year. Uh, they always talk about combos take a little bit to build, but I think we sort of touched on it. They're sort of working out what they're going to and how they're going to fit Laurie into their team. I think it started to click today. So. Um, really yeah, pleasing, but Corbs in the lead up to Origin because we need these guys. I've got all three, but they're giving us options because there's going to be a period of time where a lot of players just don't play any footy. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I uh, I got on Dewey last week. Um, I didn't get Brooks at the start of the year. I went Cleary over him, uh, and I'll probably still stick with Cleary over Brooks. But Brooks <laughs> is going well. He's scoring well. <laughs> yeah, it's good, Cleary this week. Now moving on, ads your second guy, Sammy Walker. What an impressive game on Saturday night against oh, Newey. What a yeah. How, how do the Roosters keep finding these guys? Because let's see, eighty points, five, four, four, four try assists. You know. Even even he's even tackling like nineteen points through tackles, you know. Like I don't know how they how they coming these halves. You know, you lose Luke Keary and they they bring out this guy. So yeah, he he's just a machine. You know, put on a put on a masterclass this weekend. So really enjoyed enjoyed watching that. And you know, still cheap, still cheap as a half. I like it. Crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm massive fan of him, and yeah, he is killing it. I, I still just forget eighteen years old, and even with um. Walsh as well from the Warriors. Um, yeah, they, they're going to be freaks. Totally agree. Yeah, both, both, um, both. You started talking about Roosters. How do they keep finding them? How do Broncos keep losing both <laughs> from Brisbane? True that. Oh my God. True that. All right, guys, to wrap up the studs, I've got Jerome Hughes, another one of my trade guys from the week, but he's got a 73 against the Sharks, and that's back-to-back really, actually three weeks in a row where he's absolutely dominated. And, it's just the control that he's got over games, and I think he's going to be very valuable, especially coming into the state of origin period. Munster's going to be missing for a lot of time. They'll probably rest him during periods of time. Pups will probably play most of it because he'll be coming off the bench, you would think, for New South Wales, but he'll still be missing a game or two as well. But I just see Jerome Hughes, just that running game that he's picked up over the last three weeks, just evident. The week before, he had four tries. This week, he had one try and five tackle breaks. I just think someone that you can consider and still get at a reasonable price. He's a New Zealander, won't be playing Origin, and with their run coming up as well, I just think he's a must-have. All right, boys, now moving to uh, to the... Nah. Oh, that's not even it. I've been away for so long for that one week, I can't even hit the buttons. Where's the intern? Do you want me to, you want me to do it, TK? <laughs> Now, moving on, now the star uh, duds, sorry, fellas, and Corbs, why don't you show Mr. Burden how it's done? Who's your first? Uh, mine are two that just sort of didn't live up to the uh, the big-name players they are. So the first one was Ponga with a 33. Um, I didn't think the Roosters were that weak that he should have scored that low. Um like, yeah, 33's not really – you need more. You need 50-plus from a player like that with um, his price tag. 
I was really seriously considering him just with the whole goal kicking and all the rest of it, but mm. um, it was not totally sold. And I went with the um, the Gutho just because I knew what I was thinking, no origin, but I'm still iffy about that. So yeah, just, I don't know, just one of those games where he, he looked like he tried a little bit, but um, yeah, with the Knights, man, I think Best and Ponga, and then outside that, like Kurt Mann has plenty of energy, but their backline's not really providing too much. No, I agree. And the thing with with Ponga as well, Blake Green's out. He's out. He's going to be out another three or four weeks with a cracked rib. I've got no idea. Maybe Felix Crossland might be in there, but it's going to put a lot of pressure on Calum Ponga. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind that, though, because I, I don't really think Green off – they talk about experience, but it, it, that wasn't really – <laughs> was it evident, team, like, yeah. was it? Like, they're still getting spanked. Yeah, so Chuck Phoenix crossing in. At least he's going to bring a little bit of spark. And who else you got? You got Hunt. Benny. Is it Benny Hunt you've got? Yeah, Benny, yeah, Benny Hunt only scored the 22 in today's game. I, I thought he was busier. I didn't think he um, – sometimes he's one of those players that you sort of don't notice and, oh, there he is. He's on 60 again. But, yeah, only scored 22 points. He's just, again, one of those players that you're expecting a 50 Mm. Uh, plus, so um, yeah, those two were disappointing. All right, ads. You've got a couple of centers you want to rip into, mate. <clears throat> yeah, f- first one. I, I with Teddy out. I needed to pick up someone to to put in that wing fullback spot, and I, I over the I did I did my analysis over, and all the numbers, and you're like, this fellow's good, and it's it's bloody Will Hopawati. You know, <laughs> he he's been putting out decent numbers the last two weeks, off fifty three last week, and. and but then again, you know, I should have known better. They were playing Parramatta, and he's just he's just had a shocker. Um, you know, ten, five missed tackles. He just did just did nothing all game. So a, a big dud for me. Um, but yeah, I should have known. I should have known. Bloody Bulldogs. And your second mate. Uh look, this guy. This guy first came back. So look, maybe maybe it's his first game back syndrome syndrome. But I thought you know with with the name that Will Chambers had, you know, he 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 might have been a bit better. Um, but yeah, look. 80 minutes did nothing. So, you know, what 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 could I do? again again in the Sharks team? So, was always going to do poorly. But yeah, six points is was pretty horrendous. He's just never been fantasy relevant, boys. My guys, nah, yeah. Brian Kelly, who I gave a massive rap to the start of the year, he's just had a bit of a a rough month. 48, 23, 38, and then 27 against the Broncos. He had eight demerits. He also bombed a try. So it's just. Outside of Fafita, I'm not sure if that's working. They copped a few injuries. He had to go on the wing as well with Corey Thompson doing his ankle. So at the moment, leading into Origin, I'm just going to stick with him for the time being, but he's nearly on the sell list. And the other guy I had was Junior Paulo. who's was a massive concern. They dropped him back to the bench. He only played 42 minutes, which is the lowest of the year. And he's averaging only 32 from his last four games. So not only is Freddie Fittler probably just lost a starting prop, but... I think a lot of people had him in fantasy, given that, given that Brad Arthur was telling everyone that this bloke's going to be the best prop in the world. But I think, uh, yeah, he definitely tricked Andy because he was, yeah, <laughs> he'll be in FA soon, boys. Like Andy's so, of, to let everyone know, Andy's got him in drafts and he's been wrapping him, trying to trade him. But I don't think you're going to get much. I think a lot of coaches tricked Andy. He's not doing too well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He did win on the weekend. He finally actually cracked, nearly cracked seven hundred. <laughs> yeah, lucky he's not here. You wouldn't hear the end of it. It's true. It's true. All right, gents, let's check in with Physio Phil, and then we'll come back to wrap up with our classic wraps and trade trade targets for the week. 
All right, guys, let's check in with Physio Phil. You can find him on Twitter, physio underscore Phil B. He's also his Bur- Burwood Clinic at Elsie Street Physio, which you can find at elsiestreetphysio.com.au. But we're lucky to have him on the line. Phil, g'day, mate. Hey, guys. Great to be back. As always, mate, plenty of injuries again, but a couple of, especially the ACLs, Brett Morris, what a devastating way to maybe go out it was, mate. And then Lindsay Collins as well. Let's just get a little bit of kind of background on these ACL injuries. Today, I'm just uh, reading and reading things. People are saying maybe he doesn't need surgery. Like, is there a chance? Like, in your experience, is there any way that he can avoid doing surgery? Uh, No, not to go back and play rugby league. So, for... You know, if it's someone um, who is not necessarily going to go back to a high-impact sport or something like that, there is theories that you can get away with not doing surgery. And I have seen people who haven't done it. Yeah. The issue with not doing the surgery is that you wind up with a completely arthritic knee, you know, in 10 to 15 years, whereas you're basically walking around an unstable knee. But to get back and play rugby league without having a reconstruction is virtually impossible, I would say. Yeah. And the thing is, even if you were to do it, even the people who don't get surgery, they're still got to do six to nine months of rehab anyway. So it's virtually the same amount of time. It's not like you can do it and come back in three months. You're still rehabbing your knee for six to nine months anyway, a lot of times. So you've got to have surgery, um, especially if you want to play rugby league. Phil, does it matter? Because Lindsay Collins, early 20s, Brett Morris, 35. Mm. Does the Mm. age make a difference on how quickly they can rebound and come back? Um. It doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, both those guys are still pretty elite athletes. You know, Brett Morris is still performing at a pretty high level. You know, if it was, if it was say, me in his early 30s, but, you know, well towards <laughs> on the other side of the hill, then definitely it's harder to come back. Um, but the guys are at the top of their fitness and that sort of thing. It's um, still able to come back from it. It's just whether Brett Morris wants to go through the sort of full season recovery and then come back being another year older, you know, he's going to be, what, 36 next year, 37, whatever it is next year. So it's yeah. whether he wants to go through that. And then we know as well that obviously your first season back from ACL, you're not at your best. So then, okay, well, he's got his season when he's 37, where he's not necessarily his best because of the ACL. Yeah. Then all of a sudden he's 38. And then, well, now you're talking about is the age starting to become an issue in terms of, in terms of uh, performing at his best. So I... I really hope it's not. I'd love to see him back. And he's still in the 75 minutes before he did his knee. He was carving up on the weekend. So yeah, he's still playing well. So, yeah, it's a strange one with the Roosters. I don't, I can't remember a team having that many in the space of 12 months, you know, where they had Verrills and Radley last year and then these two go. And they were all sort of non-contact type injuries. You know, it was, yeah, quite strange. Quite strange. Yeah, Phil, have you thought about with the new rules and the speed of the game now? Do you think that's having a massive impact on these sort of injury? Yeah, it's it's really hard to say. You know, a lot of people are theorizing yes, mm. you know, because obviously players are more fatigued and um, fatigue definitely leads to an increase in non-contact injuries, whether that be muscle tears or um, joint failures and things like that. So non-contact muscle or joint failures do increase with fatigue. Yeah. So that's definitely um, something which could be contributing. In terms of the, uh, you know, the fractures and things like that, not really because they're just contact type injuries. You know, uh, with Zach Lomax today with his hand, or these other guys with broken hands and broken feet, they tend to just be more contact type injuries or one-off type injuries. So yeah. I don't think the speed of the game is really having a massive effect on on those. That's just sort of bad luck, I think. Yeah. Now, Phil, when you're looking at 
either when you're at a game and you've, you're treating your guys or you're watching it on TV live, is there indicators that kind of just pretty much show that it, it is an ACL pretty much? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, that non-contact, so if there's no one around or there's no one wrapped around their legs or there's no direct contact to their legs mm. and the knee gives way, you know, more often than not, it's, um, it's the ACL tearing. Um, because all the other injuries, even MCLs um, and LCLs, the lateral collateral ligaments, the ligament on the outside, they all tend to need some form of contact either on the inside or the outside of the knee for those ligaments to be put under stress. Yep. The ACL is the only one um, where if there's no contact and that knee gives way, um, and especially when they do those slow-mos, when I'm watching live, you can't see it, but when they do those slow-mos where they zoom in and you can actually see the tibia, which is the shin bone, slide forward and dislocate out and then pop back, yeah. that's pretty much a guarantee that the ACL's torn. Pretty much a guarantee <laughs> I think I just did my ACL just, just yeah. listening to you, mate. <laughs> so that one, the the really obvious one for that was Lindsay Collins. Brett Morris's was not as obvious. Lindsay Collins, when they slowed it down and you could literally see the shin bone just slide forward out of the knee and you just know straight away that his ACL's gone. You don't even need a scan, you know? It's, wow. Yeah, it's not nice. Yeah, not nice. <laughs> All right, let's move on to another one, sinus which has become like this popular kind of injury yeah. now. But yeah. Cam Murray did his, Corey Thompson, also Braden Hamlin Ueli on the weekend. Really? Yep. Yeah. Just a little bit of education kind of on how severe can you avoid surgery? Do you need surgery? And just because we don't really understand it being just punter. But for you yeah, guys yeah. with education, just a little bit of update and kind of what we can expect over the next couple of days from a few of these boys. Yeah, so the synosmosis is um, it's definitely become uh, a lot more common now. And I put that down to a lot of the tackle technique, mm. which is where the first contact is up high and then someone comes around the legs after. And that's what causes those foots to get caught underneath and get externally rotated. And that's what causes the synosmosis injury. So... Without getting too complicated, the syndesmosis is basically a set of ligaments um, that hold together your two shin bones. Okay. So you've got your uh, your tibia, which is your main big shin bone, and then your fibula, which is the small bone on the outside. So um, your distal syndesmosis, which is the one they call the high ankle, is held together by those three ligaments. Now, when the ankle externally rotates like that, so it gets caught under the tackle, mm. um, if it goes all the way, it basically pulls those two bones apart and you'll tear one, two, or three of those ligaments. So, so essentially a grade one is where only one of those ligaments tears. Grade two is where two of them tear. Three is where they're basically all gone. Yep. And what that means is that the two shin bones can basically slide apart. So every time you put weight through your leg, yeah. those shin bones are sliding apart. That's it's completely torn. So a grade one will heal without surgery. Normally you're in a boot for two or three weeks and then you do a couple of weeks of rehab and you're back in about four four to six weeks, depending on swelling and um, how quick you get your strength back and those sorts of things. Okay. With a grade two to three, normally that's when they're opting for surgery now. And the reason for that is that the surgery has got a lot better recently. And I'm talking the last two or three years. Mm. Um, previously, the surgery was horrible and, uh, the recovery was 12 to 16 weeks. Ooh. So it was almost season ending, ending, you know, yeah. due to the middle of the year season ending. Because what they do was put two screws between the bones, leave those screws in there so that the ligament heals, and then take the screws out 
and then do some more rehab after the screws come out. Now what they do is a surgery called a tightrope, which is basically like um, cables or yeah, basically like a rope that they tie between the two uh, shin bones that holds the shin bones together so that uh, the ligaments heal. And then those ropes just stay in there. They don't cause an issue if they stay in there, like screws will cause an issue if they stay in there. But the ropes can stay in there. And that's why we're seeing these guys get back in six to eight weeks rather than 12 to 16 weeks. So it's cut one to two months from the rehab, which is huge. Yeah. So that's why more often than not now guys are going for surgery because basically got the same uh, recovery time as it is yep. and you're guaranteeing proper healing of those ligaments. Okay. What's the chance of re-injury there, Phil? Uh, once you've had the surgery, quite low. So same as the other ankle. Okay, awesome. Yeah, mate, I'm being yeah. freaked out. I might not even play Oztag tomorrow. Like some of these injuries. <laughs> well, Oztag, you're very Oztag, you're very low risk of of uh, syndesmosis because uh, no one's tackling you around the legs or landing around your legs. So oh, I don't know about that, mate. Them. Not in the Fairfield comp. I play at this Fairfield comp. They're bloody yeah, they're dangerous out there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> mate, last one, and it's something I've never heard heard of. Nathan Brown looked like he got shot on the weekend, and it was a mm. hip pointer injury. Pointer. What is it? Mm. So hip pointer is um, basically the very front of your pelvis. Um, it's where your quad muscle attaches onto it, the very front of your pelvis. So you can feel that bony point at the front of your hip or pelvis. That's where the hip pointer is, or the ASIS, the okay. anterior superior um, iliac crests, or the iliac <laughs> spine, right on that point there, the ASIS. So that sits right at the front. Now, basically, a hip pointer injury is when you get a direct contact straight onto that okay. and you get a lot of swelling, bleeding, and everything else. And that sits around where that quad muscle attaches onto. Okay. Um, and so basically shuts off the quad. And that's why when people go to take off, like you saw Nathan Brown, it happened to um, a Titans by Anthony Don. Yes. It happened to us yep. all a couple of weeks ago where they get the knock and initially they're okay. And then as it bleeds and bleeds and swells, they go to take off and use their quad and it just shuts down on them. So that's why, so that injury Nathan Brown actually happened a few minutes earlier. Yeah. And then as it started bleeding and swelling and got tighter and tighter, it shut down his quad. He tries to take off and it just gave way on him. So there's no actual tearing or most of the time there's no tearing. If you get hit hard enough, it can knock the quad right off the bone, but that's quite rare. That's normally car accidents and things okay. like that. Normally in footy, um, it basically get the swelling down and then pain management. So they can be needled. If it's super swollen, they might miss one to three weeks. Yep. If it's not too swollen, they can get the swelling down, needle him up, and usually put some sort of pad on it. Okay. He can play next week. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So Anthony Don, I think, missed two weeks or three weeks. So his must have been quite swollen. Given the way that Brownie reacted, like he was in a lot of pain, I'd imagine he's going to be pretty sore, pretty swollen. So I doubt he'll play this week. Um, more likely to be in the week after, I guess. Awesome. Well, Phil, yeah. appreciate the insights, mate. I'm a little no bit scared, problem. but we'll check in with you no, soon, no, mate. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And hopefully your draggies can turn around, mate. Your draggies are going terrible. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Hopefully we'll turn around. I suppose we're playing how everyone's expecting us to play now, though, aren't we? So. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Take care, my man. We'll check in with you soon. All right, guys. See you later. All right, that was Physio Phil. Now, let's have a look at our classic for the week. Now, I'm going to start because I've absolutely, absolutely flogged it. 1,100. I've come sixth out of 142,000 for the week. I'm pretty proud. This is like my best. For someone that's 
this is my first year at really playing classic, and I'm I'm in the top eighteen hundred now, which I'm kind of liking. But there's just so what, co- yeah, a couple of good what moves. Was your jump. My what jump was, was three thousand because I can't, I was about four thousand nine hundred or something. Yeah. Okay. So that was a pretty yeah, good, that- pretty good week. Hopefully, I get a little bit of you know on the the recal. Wouldn't mind a KFC voucher. I'll shout the boys KFC all week, boys. <laughs> you little beauty. Yeah, I cracked the uh, thousand as well, which was good. Um, I'm uh, overall rank at two thousand two hundred twenty, so I, I'll come in about two thousand as well. So, uh, a few people must have uh, stuffed up. There's a few injuries, but yeah, my team come out pretty good. Yeah, nice. Now, Adam, I don't want to embarrass you because I know that you're more of a draft expert. But now's our time to give you a little bit of shit. How bad did you go this week? Yeah, look, look, I, I am a draft king, so look, I, this is my first year playing playing classic, and unfortunately, I, I did I did listen to a, too many of you guys' tips at, at the start of the season, <laughs> so I've been trying to been trying to trade those players out. Um, but yeah, look, I'm, I'm I did eight forty four this week, I think. And I, I apologise to all the Cleary owners out there. I did pick up Cleary last this this week, and so yeah. that's why he scored shit. So uh, apologies, but yeah, I I, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm at thirty three thousand. I start. I think I started off at about fifty thousand. So I'm 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 catching up. I'm making some money, but yeah, still still not good. Corby, your, your unicorn just did not produce. No, hopefully they um they work out the unicorn points overnight before it um <laughs> locks in. He'll be on one hundred and five on Monday morning. Push it, pushes us up a bit. Yeah, <laughs> he uh oh that's what you you want it a sort of minimum sixty. So you're still pretty happy with that. Like he was on what minus one after fifteen minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. He so was. there was worrying times. Yeah, definitely. maybe maybe this, maybe this stats guy actually started counting his points correctly this week. Or they got a new guy in. <laughs> yeah. See, look, Adam's already adding value to the show. He's telling <laughs> truths. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's move on to trade targets to finish things off. Corbs, why don't you kick us off with who you're targeting for the week? Yeah, again, I, I like some of the suggestions you guys made, but um, I've got uh, I've still got Tex Hoy on my bench. Um, and then I've got a couple of other guys that are sort of looking to max out and don't play round 13. So um, we'll sort of talk more about that later in the week. But there are a f- there's three that I'm sort of looking at. Um, the Cheese, he's, mm. uh, he hasn't really changed pricey from when he started the year. He's still around the 600K. But he's going into that lock. I think he's going to play bigger minutes because they've had um, a couple of injuries. And... Uh, then the origin period, they've got a couple of forwards that are going to be out. So, you know, he's, he could even increase his minutes as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm all over that as well. I so think yeah, I think he's going to be very – him and Jerome Hughes are going to be extremely important during that origin period. Yeah, so he's um, he's sort of got his match fitness. So I remember it was like round two. Yeah, there was a <laughs> bit of footage of him just puffing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's one that I'm sort of looking at. Uh, another one is um, Tyrone Peachy, who yep. plays the round 13 by, and uh, I don't think he's going to be making origin. His minutes have um, been pretty good. He did have a, a 33 round six against the Eagles, but um, yeah, his last two weeks, 66 and then a 56 the other day. He, mm. he has scored two tries in those games, but yeah, I'm liking, uh, I'm liking the Peachy, uh, especially... With that duel, if you can get him in the the centre, that's a win. And it, like, yeah, for the mid, as I said it before, the mids are killing me. I've got a couple of very ordinary mids that I'm looking to get rid of for these two guys. 
so that's sort of there. Few mids, and then last one. So I'm very med uh, mid heavy here with my looking. Um, David Clemmer. He's dropped about 120k. He's still he played 62 minutes on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So he, he's if he can keep those like you know 50 plus minutes and even push that 60 minutes, he's going to be sort of scoring that 50. And um, yeah, that's that's a reasonable price. Then I think for where he's at, yeah, uh, his break even is 61 though. So it's maybe more of a watch list. I reckon he'll. I don't think he'll make that, and he might come down a little bit more. So maybe next week. But yeah, there's a couple of blokes like that now to um, keep an eye out for. Yeah, definitely. Now moving on to you, ads. Who are you looking at in terms of bolstering your lineup this week, man? Yeah, look, I've I've, I've been uh, I've been saving my money over the last couple of weeks, making some good trades to bring in the money, getting the getting the I think they're called pods, you, you call. Them. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm finally getting rid of one of the the dud calls for that that you made, TK. What's that? Um, so I've been I've been looking at that that middle that edge position. I'm I'm getting rid of Ricky. Jordan Ricky's just being rubbish. Um, so I'm looking at bringing in uh, TPJ. So the the last couple of weeks, you can see TPJ's actually got the eighty minutes. So it's, it seems like the Broncos have found out he's he's going to be a, a starter. He's playing the whole game. Yeah. You know, at the start of the season, he was kind of getting low minutes. You know, less less than fifty minutes every game. But now he's kind of locked in that position. He's scoring what, 60, 80, 67. So he's he's pump he's pumping the scores up in the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to try and bring him in before he starts getting too expensive. Yep. Uh, the next trade. We we talked about it earlier, um, Guffo. I've, I've got to get him in. So um, oh, hang on, hang of- on, Mister Parramatta fan. You didn't even have him. I couldn't afford him. What do you mean you couldn't afford him? I I, I Tom- listened to you and I brought in Tom, Tom Turbo first. So now now <laughs> now I've got to try and get Guffo. I should have got Guffo first, but yeah, look, I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So yeah, Guffo's got to be in. He's he's the king. Nice. Uh, even even the Queensland commentators on the on the weekend were calling him the king. So. The, Hey, Gobby, um, Gutho. No. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, look. Andy's How good is this bloke? I'm struggling on the buttons tonight. Anyone well, yeah, I like your two um, picks, uh, Adam, because uh, that's two I actually bought in um, for this round was TPJ and Gutho. Ah, very and good. They, um, no, they're it's very always good. Great minds think alike. Yeah, that's right. That's why we're one and two in draft. <laughs> <laughs> now, gents, I'm... I've gone the reverse of Adam, so I'm going to bring in Turbo this week. I've just been waiting for him to hit that that health. For me, he's got to hit three good 50-plus games and just that health. He's running 200 metres. He was striding out like a gazelle on the weekend. How good did it look? It's just, yeah, he's a freak. It's, it's so good. Brian Toho could not match it with him. I was surprised about that. But the only thing I've got is 30% owner, so I'm only really just matching people. But I'll put him on the bench to start. He can come into the team. I'll take him into the camp in the coughs. We'll be right. And the second guy, Mitchell Moses, he's ticking a lot of boxes for me at the moment. He's And the best thing is he's only 8% owner. He's not bad, especially when you consider if you take out that HIA game against the Sharkies when he got at 18, his, his average is actually 55, but his true average without that game is 60. So I reckon you're going to get a little bit of a bargain, especially over this origin period when there's not going to be a lot of players playing around. And if you're looking for someone with under 10% owner, I'm going to pull the trigger on Mitchell Moses. I think everyone should as well because I think he's a very undervalued boy. By the end of the season, we'll all just have the same, right? Well, no. 
<laughs> you, you know your audition was going very well until you started that dribble. <laughs> They're the two. I, I didn't get Papali'i. Um, I feel like he's just too expensive now to get him. But it <laughs> did find it interesting that uh, Lane, Lane got pushed back to the bench, which we sort of thought might happen. Um, Everyone yeah, loves that was Papa. Interesting. Everyone loves Papa. All right. Yeah, he's killing it. So we're back, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll be back on Tuesday night and probably Thursday. We'll see what happens. Life did get you know. We don't have to recruit. Hopefully maybe Adam might come back for a part two. But before we let everyone leave, please yeah. join us also on social media, Talking League Pod on Facebook and Instagram, Talking League One on Twitter. Thank you for all the Apple reviews. So if you're a listener on Apple Podcast, please continue to do that. But Corbs, before we go, what do you reckon? Ads is he uh he's a good eighteenth man, isn't he? He's he's really building in something strong. Yeah, he's definite pass. He's in. He's in. Yeah, I'm happy to I'm happy to I'm fill in for any of the HIAs. I'm happy to be that eighteenth man. What do you mean fill in? Have some confidence, mate. Just say you you're the better person. It wasn't a HIA, it was just he, Andy got dropped. Just, <laughs> yeah, we haven't announced that yet. We're just covering up saying it's a HIA. He's actually been punted. Uh, it's good. Good to be back, and uh, it was good to uh, wipe TK's team in uh, draft. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be doing that next week. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your company, and we'll check you Tuesday night. All right. See you later.